please stay right where you are because it's time for GeorgiaCarry.org radio with Doug and Jesse King. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no compromise voice for gun owners. Stay tuned for valuable information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. And now, your host for GeorgiaCarry.org radio, Doug and Jesse King. Good morning, and you're here with GeorgiaCarry.org radio. And this morning in studio, I have Jerry Henry, the executive director of GCO, and he's got a friend with him that we're going to interview today from U.S. Law Shield. Jerry, would you tell me who you've got with you? I have David Donchez, who is the vice president of U.S. Law Shield out of Houston, Texas. Uh, U.S. Law Shield contacted us a, a year and a half or so ago and wanted to discuss partnering with them. Uh, we didn't we didn't take them up on it immediately, but uh, they had a salesman that was kind of a good salesman, and finally he got to us, and, and we listened to what he had to say, and we liked what he had to say. Probably should have listened to him earlier, but we didn't. Uh, and our, our two organizations really fit hand in hand. They have a product to help the gun owners, and we try to help the gun owners as well, as you know. We started off uh, years ago as Georgia Carey trying to educate everybody in the state of Georgia about the gun laws. We have done a pretty good job of it, but Georgia spread out so much, it's hard for us to do everything and grab everybody. U.S. Law Shield has a program with their seminars and workshops that fits right into what we have, and we work together to design a program to make sure that the laws are being uh, transmitted correctly to the people. And what we have now is a, a diamond sponsor, U.S. Law Shield, which, as I said, means that they give... Uh, considerable donation to us. Plus, last year they sponsored our uh, convention, and they're sponsoring again this year. And there's talk that they might sponsor it again next year. But at any rate, uh, David Donchez, tell us a little bit about the program. Well, U.S. Law Shield started six years ago in Texas, and we have since been expanding around the country. We're in eight states now and uh, have attorneys in all 50 states for our members. Uh, we're basically, a, in, in short, a firearms legal defense program, uh, which means that if you use your gun legally and you have to defend yourself or someone else and you get caught up in the system, we'll defend you both criminally and civilly uh, through the entire um, courtroom drama that you're going to you know, find yourself up against. Um, and we do all of that for 10.95 a month, so it's a pretty inexpensive way to get attorneys. And we 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 feel important. Uh, it's important that we partner with uh, uh, outfits like Georgia Carry because we have the same bottom line um, regards to the Second Amendment. Georgia Carry educates their members, and we educate our members as well. So, pulling our two organizations together and holding our educational workshops and seminars that we have been doing in the Atlanta area is just a win-win situation. We can we can help people learn the laws, learn what they can and can't do when they're up against both police officers that pull them over and uh, just what might happen when they have to use their gun. Well, it's very important to understand what could happen and to know the dangers of having to pull your weapon. That's correct. Because if you don't know what's going to happen, you may say the wrong thing and the wrong thing could land you in prison. That's correct. 
our uh, the seminars that they give, and I'd, I'd like to point out that there is no other organization like Georgia Carey, but some that are kind of close. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we say the same thing about our stuff. We're one yeah. of a kind. What yeah, can we, we say? We like to say the same thing, too. I think, yeah, I agree with you, Jerry. <laughs> little plug there. But, Jerry's not exactly uh, fond of the organization, no, being executive much. director or no, anything. No, not much. Uh, but basically what we've been able to do with, with U.S. Law Shield, which is kind of their program, is we went over – we sat down with them and came up with a presentation with their attorneys that we agreed to, and we've sat in on several of the of the uh, meetings uh, to make sure that it was given right. Sometimes we normally have somebody there most of the time. I have not been able to go to some of them lately. I went to the first few to make sure that we had them right, and uh, the content is what we want. They start off with the attorney telling you this is the law, this is what you can do, what you can't do. They also have a, a magazine or a booklet that is Georgia gun laws. Basically, it tells you what to do in Georgia, what you can and can't do, etc. And it's a very nice handout. Anybody that anybody needs one of those, regardless of whether they're a member or not, as I far as I'm concerned. I believe that I got a copy of that publica- publication at last year's convention. Uh, you you might have gotten one from another state. They didn't have one for Georgia at that time, but it's the same thing basically. I think last year they had we had a search and seizure, but we just passed yeah, out. It's okay. kind of but, generic, but yeah, he's Jerry's yeah. talking about a whole different animal. But okay. then then they go through the attorney portion of it. He tells you what the laws are. Then he tells you what he can do. And there's always questions and answers, so it's not a you know it's not one of these go to sleep type things. You you need to listen to it. And then after that, they have a law enforcement officer who is familiar with the local area, and normally out of the local area, uh, that comes in and tells you what their department does, what their procedures are during an active shooter. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you know when you see them coming, you know what to do. One of the good things, we were talking about uh, good, bad, and the ugly the other day, if you remember the guy from Dollar Store uh, last week where a guy tried to get in the car with him. Yeah, yeah. And he, they had him on camera there with him holding the guy on the ground. And the police pulled up. And when he saw the policeman get out of his car, he reached over and laid his gun down. And the police came over, took care of it. The policeman turned around. And this was a black guy holding a white guy on the ground with a white police officer. And when they got him, got things taken care of, the police officer reached over and shook his hand. I was proud of that because guy. Because <laughs> he did, all of them did the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. And he, he was witty, too. Crime. Yeah, he stopped the crime. And, yeah, yeah, while he was holding him on the ground, he said. He's like, what, did you, you wake up stupid this yeah, morning? Said, you I was you like, thought <laughs> you were a friend of mine getting in my car? He said, did you wake up stupid this morning or something? <laughs> so, at any rate, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. And that's what we tried to make sure that everybody understands. It's it's very important that a person knows exactly what's going to happen after they have to, to draw their weapon, because uh, God forbid we ever have to draw it. But if you do, this, the immediate seconds following that incident matter, and they matter greatly because your freedom's at stake. Yep. Now, we've been giving these uh, seminars, what, three months, four months? Four months. About four, four months, months now. Uh, right now there are five uh, scheduled for uh, for the Atlanta area. Okay. Uh, I think there's four more this month, and there's one – uh, next month in July that are scheduled. There will be more scheduled throughout the state because we want to reach some of the other areas other than just Atlanta, although most of them have been around Atlanta. It's kind of hard to set up these places for one thing and get the the proper law enforcement person, uh, attorney, etc. But 
we have they've done it they have done a good job uh, of doing those and we intend to do more to see that more people get the opportunity for this education now are we doing these things at chapter meetings or how does a person go about finding out we have we have not done one at a chapter meeting so far uh, although we are talking about doing that in Fayetteville uh, shortly it's not normally something that you would want to do at a chapter meeting. It's about three hours long, two to three hours long to begin with. So they'll have a chapter meeting, then have this, et cetera. It's kind of, of difficult. However, at the convention last year, they stood up and told about uh, their product, and they will do so again this year at our product, at our uh, convention. But most of the time, these are basically standalone uh, programs because we started about 6.30 or so at night. And by the time you go three hours, you're getting, you know, on up into the to the night. However, most of the time, unless we get run out of the building, we we'll sit there and answer whatever questions need to be answered. And, and we hold them at Cabela's and Bass Pro Shops and and some other quick shots. Ameri- yeah, quick shots. Some gun ranges, some American Legion halls, and and you asked a question Big where they goods. can find out about them. And if you go to gunlawseminar.com, that has a list of them there. So that's one way to find out where they're at here in Georgia. Yeah, and we, we put them in our, uh, in our updates. Yeah. Uh, however, lately we haven't had a lot of updates. The guy that's been doing those kind of been falling down on the job. But <laughs> we'll, we'll get rid of him one day and get somebody else. But uh, we do have them on our calendar in the, the uh, GCO update. So this organization came about because someone shot someone, right? Years ago in Texas, there was a gentleman named Joe Horn. Uh, He was on ABC News. He was all over the news. Um, He was in his backyard, and he saw two guys climbing out of his neighbor's window. They had robbed their house and stole a bunch of money. Um, He immediately called 911 and was on 911 for close to 15 minutes, maybe longer, telling them, if you don't send the police, I'm going to shoot them. He said that over and over again. And um, the police finally did get there. Um, Long story short, Joe did have to shoot one of the guys that was actually rushing at him, uh, and he killed him. And then he got caught up in the system. Um, ABC came to interview him, and they put him in the trick bag. As soon as he started talking to him, they turned Mm -hmm. on him just in a horrible way. And, you know, Joe had to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on legal fees. He had people, of course, donating to help him, but but, but either way, he was spending a lot of money. People don't know what's going to happen when they pull that trigger, and that's why our organization is so important. Uh, One of our people that said, you know, I think I shot my gun five times, and there's 11 shells on the ground when the police get there. So Mm -hmm. you're just not thinking straight. So we tell our folks to call 911 and then call the uh, hotline, which is answered by an attorney. Joe didn't have that, and this is what started our whole organization. Uh, The attorney said, you know, this poor guy is getting railroaded. Uh, What can we do? Uh, And they all thought about this, and uh, they founded uh, Texas Law Shield at the time. Okay, so we're going to commercial break now. But when we come back, I want you to tell us about the history and a little bit about Texas Law Shield. So we'll be back in a few minutes after this word from our sponsors. And now back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio with Doug and Jesse King. 
And we're back. And for those just joining us, we're in studio today with Jerry Henry and David from U.S. Law Shield. And we were talking about Texas Law Shield when we went to commercial break. So would you like to continue with that story and tell us how you guys got started? Well, sure. After this Joe Horn incident, you know, the attorneys that started Texas Law Shield, uh, if somebody came into their office and said, hey, I had to use my gun, I'm innocent of the charges, but they're taking me to court anyway, the attorney said, that's great, we can help you, we can get you off, but we need a $50,000 retainer. And um, these guys kept thinking and, and, and debating it and said, you know what, this isn't right, these people are getting caught up in the system. So they started this program called Texas Law Shield, and at the time it was the three attorneys and myself. And uh, we would go to gun shows and sign up a few people, and we thought that uh, in time we'd have two, three, four thousand members join. And now we've got uh, 125,000 plus members uh, around the country. We're in uh, uh, eight states now. We're going to add a couple more. Um, and we started more than just defending people. We started our education wing of the of the firm and. And let me tell you, that's, that's what we really are basing our, our existence on, is the education. And that's why we are so glad to be involved with Georgia Carey, because we get to go out and talk to uh, folks that, that need to learn what can happen in a, in a courtroom if they have to use their gun, or if they meet a police officer. Some police officers pull you over and ask you if you've uh, got your carry permit and if you have your gun, and they're nice guys, and some of them are not so nice. So they get to talk to both police officers and attorneys, uh, we've just written a book in Texas uh, called Texas Gun Law, and we're now writing one for Georgia as well as the other states we're in. Um, the book's written that a six-year-old can read it and understand the law, and, and again, that's just part of the education, so it's all good. But uh, that's how it came about, and since we've been uh, in existence, we've had over 600 instances that we've had to help people with, coming from a very minor instance to people actually taking another life and in defense of their own. Now, you guys do solely firearms litigation, right? It's somebody that had to defend themselves and the repercussions of that, both criminally and civilly. Criminal and civilly with the use of a firearm. And a use can be pulling the trigger or brandishing the gun. Um, we don't do any other law whatsoever. So these attorneys that are involved with U.S. Law Shield are very specific. They know what they're doing. Every attorney we have in the country, both the, the, the attorneys that started it as well as the, our local attorneys here in Atlanta and around the country, are all firm Second Amendment fanatics. They're gun guys. They understand. They carry a gun. They know what they're doing. And, and that's what we want. We don't want our attorneys... Uh, that you know don't know anything about guns or are not savvy on the Second Amendment. You mean they shouldn't be members of Everytown USA? That's right, exactly oh, right. Exactly right. Shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's and, and that's so important. So we, the, the thing about our program is if if a member of Georgia Carey or just a member of U.S. Law Shield is in Alaska, they already know who their attorney is if they have to have one, because we've got attorneys in every state. Yeah. And, 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 and that's a big deal of our program. And if they have to use their gun and it's 3 o'clock in the morning and they call the attorney answered hotline, they get a lawyer on the phone, not a paralegal and not an operator. They get their lawyer on the phone that second. And, and seconds matter when you're using your gun. So it's a, it's a, we tell all of our members to call 911 first, give them the minimum information, 
and then call the hotline. Well, you know, we take all this firearms training. We go to the the um, shooting range, and, and we shoot our guns, and, and we talk to other guys, and, and we get the training to be safe with our firearm. But handling the firearm safe and being safe with our firearm are two things because we're, we're taking care of our, our physical safety. We never think about the safety of our freedom, and that's where these guys come in because they can that's help correct. you with that. That's correct. Pretty good deal there that's correct and and the good thing about it and the fact that david and i are both from texas has nothing to do with this organization <laughs> together it's just a brotherhood <laughs> that's right uh, it's not the only one involved but um the fact that that u.s law shell only uh they're they're laser focused on guns georgia carries laser focused on guns and that's the way we want it we don't want somebody that's going to be you know, doing your wills and doing probate court, et cetera, that you're going to have to call when it comes time for you to uh, be defended by using your firearm. But we do still need those so, probate court guys because well, we they're the guys them. that fight the probate court to get we, you your concealed carry them. license. We need them, but but that's another organization that's going to push you yeah. that way, not georgiacarry.org. We're, as you know, we're gun rights, and that's what we want to do. We want to make sure that everybody understands their rights. Everybody understands how to exercise their rights and that nobody goes to jail over it. Well, you know, when you're carrying the firearm, even I and I carry every day, I have questions sometimes. Like we went to um, the Children's Hospital of Atlanta. Doug's son got tubes Mm -hmm. in his ears Mm -hmm. last week. And I was like, can I carry my firearm in there? I'm going to leave it in the glove box. I was kind of iffy. Doug's like, oh, you can. You just don't need to say anything about it. You know, they right. got the stickers up. But it's, it's not against the law as an off-limits place. However, like, it is private property. I can just see me property. getting asked to leave right. in the middle of the kid's surgery, and it, I would be yeah. like, gosh. Well, it's, <laughs> it is private property, and they can't ask you to leave. But they can't arrest you because you're in there. So, And you bring up a good point that, you know, our members um, can call the, the law office at any time if they have any questions. So if you had a question like that, you could simply call them and say, hey, can I do this or that? We have members emailing us on a daily basis. I'm going to be traveling to this state. You know, can I go through these states with my gun? So um, it, 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 it goes just like Jerry says. We want our members uh, to be informed in every aspect of the law when it comes to having that responsibility of carrying a gun. And, of course, and of course, you can call georgiacarry.org and get the answer right away as well. well. There's also yeah. a pretty good now, listing of those gun laws on georgiacarry.org's website. Right, you can go well, and, on and look. There's, a, there's a pretty good FAQ as well. Yeah. And, and uh, there's a real good FAQ on your good. site. Right. Um, um, we had a GCO member the other day, and they had, um, in the, in the um, Facebook page, had posted a question about their 18-year-old carrying a handgun to the range. And I was like, well, you know, he's 18. As long as he's not a felon, there's no problem with him carrying the firearm. But I would carry it unloaded just in case because sometimes your law enforcement officials meaning well but don't exactly know what the laws are, just like, oh, you mean it says that? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, carry it unloaded and, and take it directly to the range and bring it home unloaded, and you shouldn't have a problem. And there were all the whole thread was like, you know, 90 some responses long. There was a lot of misinformation yes, in that thread. There's always a lot so, of misinformation on Facebook. Period. I mean, <laughs> I, I agree 100%. People However, always want to believe what they I, read on I the will, internet. I will tell you that that um, if you remember the, organ, the the cartoon contest in Garland, Texas, yeah, we had a member of Georgia Carey go there, and he contacted me beforehand and asked me about preemption and what the law was in Garland. Garland and I said, I'm not sure. Call David. I gave him David's contact email address. He emailed David. David put him to a lawyer that that was there locally in texas that 
that worked on that, and he sent him an email back, said this is what the law is, and you know, and then he wrote back and said, well, I thought this, and he, no, that's not the case because, and he explained it to him, and so when he uh, then he traveled to Texas and he was safe the whole time he was there and he didn't break the law, and he was there when the shooting took place. Luckily, he did not have to draw, draw his weapon because the, the guard that was there was armed and took care of that situation. He didn't have a weapon started. because it was a no-gun zone. Oh, really? No-gun zone. Yeah. See, that's the problem with those no-gun zones. Yes, but in this instance, and one of the things we've always said is, if I can't carry my gun, then it's up to you to protect me. And in this instance, they had paid, uh, I believe it was $30,000 to have off, it's either 10000 or $30,000 to have off-duty policemen. Thirty grand. Uh, Thirty grand to to have off-duty policemen come and uh, provide the security there. So that's why the guy was there when they got out that shot him immediately. And otherwise, uh, if he had been carrying his gun, then he would have been arrested for carrying. That's why he he and I'm contacted not sure this me. Made, yeah, I'm not he even sure this made him. the made the news. But the gentleman that shot those two was a 60 year old motorcycle cop that was up for retirement. A young guy. With his handgun, I mean, with yes. just yes. A, just he, he did a great job. He did, did an excellent job. A lot of people that day. He sure did. Yeah. So. You know, my fear because I live right on the the Tennessee state line almost. I mean, twenty minutes I can be in Tennessee pretty much from the house, and I travel out of state. All my family, other than my sister who lives in this area, is you know Virginia, North Carolina, and I worry about traveling out of state. And I worry about what's going to happen with my handgun. Should I lock it in the trunk? Is it okay to keep it in my purse? Is it reciprocal? And there's a lot of research that goes into finding out what these laws are. And you guys have these laws listed somewhere where you can find out each state? Or Jerry, I know on, on his site they have a, a lot of information. We have a map that has the reciprocal uh, information on it. But, again, if you're going to travel, we tell our members just to simply call. We Call our office, talk to an attorney. But at the same time, it's good if you're going to travel somewhere to go to that particular state's website uh, that, that handles the guns, whether it be the DPS in Texas or its equivalent, so you know. Um, just like a year ago, um, New Mexico all of a sudden decided not to honor Texas's CHL. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was on a Thursday, I think. Well, then on Saturday they decided to honor. It was going back and forth. Mm-hmm. So you never know uh, until you actually check that site that state's website. But, yeah. but again, both of our organizations, Georgia Carry and U.S. Law Shield, uh, have some good information on each individual's website. All right, well, we're coming up on a commercial break, so if the folks will stay tuned. We will uh, return back to this discussion after a word from our sponsors. You're listening to GCO.org Radio. Now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio with Doug and Jesse King. All right, and we're back. And before we left, we were talking with Jerry Henry, Executive Director of GCO, and David from U.S. Law Shield, and he was telling us about the history of U.S. Law Shield and what the company does. So, Well, after we grew a large membership in Texas, we decided to expand in other states. We went to Florida first, and... Colorado, Oklahoma. We're now in Georgia as well as a number of other states. Tennessee's next. And uh, we've also highly expanded our educational uh, arm, as I've said in the past here. 
Um, we've got uh, a YouTube channel. You can just go to YouTube and type in U.S. Law Shield, and our videos will pop up. And that's always ever-expanding. Um, we've written a book in Texas for Texas Gun Laws, and we're also writing one now for Georgia. Uh, it's time-consuming because we get a lot of attorneys involved in that. and and uh, But it's a book that's going to come out for the Georgia residents that uh, anybody can read and understand the laws. So it's a... It's a it's, it's, it's our mission to not only protect individuals that have to use their gun, but to educate them. I'm looking forward to this book, because after this cleanup bill, I am confused. <laughs> Don't know why you would be confused. It, it's just it, it changed language on stuff, and I'm not exactly sure how it affected it. So that will be a great way for me to clarify made, my mind. <laughs> made it all better. Of and, course and, it did. And if you want any more information about our organization, you can right on our on the Georgia Carry website, there's a link to U.S. Law Shield, or you can go to uslawshield.com. But just just go to the Georgia Carry site and and check their site out. There's all kinds of information. You'll see our link, and you can just click on it, and it'll take you to our site and and learn even more. So we've again, that's why we partnered with this organization because we're both going in the same direction. Now you mentioned in the first segment that the rate for this is about ten dollars and ninety five cents a month. Yes, ma'am. Bob. Personal property insurance is eleven dollars a month. You know uh, what mm-hmm. I pay to insure my my property, both on my person and off my person, should something be stolen, is eleven dollars a month. And I think my freedom is worth way more than that. So this is quite a steal. <laughs> You'll think it's worth more if you ever get uh, if you ever need to use it. I can assure you of that. It's it's ten ninety five a month, but you're getting quality attorneys. A lot of that's the question I always get asked. What kind of attorney am I getting for ten ninety five a month? You're getting a fantastic attorney. You know, we've got one hundred twenty five thousand members, and and that's power in numbers. But but uh, again, our we're not a reimbursement scheme. You know, we have no caps. It's a true Second Amendment legal defense program. I once joined a. Um membership club for attorneys that shall not be named and i had gotten a parking ticket that was unfair i was parked after hours the meter made write me the ticket anyway and i thought well i'm a member of this organization they should help me fight this ticket they could send somebody over here to say you know we got a witness blah 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 and, and get it dismissed right they did not help me and i immediately cut off membership with them because of it the reason that they couldn't help me is because they were too overloaded with many many other cases with only god knows what and some of them were stuff that they would tell you they covered and they didn't with u.s law shield you know what you're getting and and you know what they offer and they stand behind their promises so when you are involved in a shooting and you call u.s law shield they they don't go well you know because you used a glock instead of a 1911 we're not going to help you (laughs) you know you bring up a good point because a lot of our members have said what if I'm at home and I've got my pump shotgun beside my bed and I have to use that instead of my carry gun? A lot of people always ask that question. A gun's a gun. Right. If you're a member of ours and you're defending your life, we're going to cover you. If you have to use a slingshot, just tell us you're going to your gun. You know, we're going to take care of you. <laughs> so it's, 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 we're, we're, not, we're not an insurance company. We don't want to try to figure out how not to cover our members. We've got one member in Texas that we've actually worked with three different times. He has a lot of people trying to break into his home, and, and he's, 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 a, he's a three-timer now. Now, I know you're probably not going to bring up the testimonial on your website, but I'm going to. One of the best t- testimonials on your website is a gentleman who did not join 
was involved in a shooting the next day and ended up in accruing what thousands of dollars in legal fees because he, he, of it very nice guy it was it was a minor charge however it was still a charge um he he opted not to join right away and the next day he did have to use his gun he called us we couldn't help him uh, because he hadn't joined however we gave him our attorney in dallas uh, N- nicole knox was her name he took care she took care of him but it cost him five thousand dollars. He was found innocent. Cost him five grand. He contacted us and said, "I would like to do a testimony for you." So that's how that happened. So this could have cost this gentleman less than eleven dollars, and he's like, "Hindsight, me in twenty twenty. Oh, how stupid!" Yeah, you never know. Well, that, yeah. the eleven, the uh, ten ninety five a month is just for the state that you live in. Is that correct? Uh, correct. But you can get it coverage in any state. You can get coverage. We have a multi-state program um, that costs an extra $2.95 a month. And we're not doing that to nickel and dime people, but we have attorneys all over the country on retainer, so we have to get a little something. But that way, when when you get this multi-state option, uh, no matter where you go in the country, you're covered. That was my point. Yeah. I didn't want somebody to get... No, coverage good, for good Georgia point. and think that they're okay in Tennessee, nope, absolutely. Go to Tennessee and get in trouble. Nope, we have a history absolutely. here of hundreds of satisfied customers that have already used U.S. Law Shield to represent them in a self-defense situation. And it seems like you guys just really have this down pat, know exactly what to do to help people protect their safety and, and their you know, freedom. Your freedom is the most valuable thing you've got. Well, like I said at the beginning, you know, and, and again, it's, we have the same feeling about it as Georgia Carey does. If you have to use your gun to defend somebody, we want to make sure you're defended in court if you need it. Right. And you that. shouldn't and you shouldn't lose your life because of that. And, and by that, I mean you shouldn't lose your life savings, your property. You shouldn't leave the whole, lose the whole farm because you had to defend yourself. But in some instances, that may very well happen because you can't afford the. It's either that, or you will have to plead to some uh, something. Which may cost you your gun rights just to keep you out of jail. So, and that makes a good really point. Good. Prosecutors will try to work a plea. We had a case in Houston where the the guy wanted to take a plea because the prosecutors wanted to make it happen quick, and we totally told him not to do that. The right. prosecutor's job is it's a numbers game for them, and they try to get as many convictions as they can get a year. Absolutely, and the more convictions they get, the the better they look at their job. That's correct. So, if they can get you to plea because law courts is it's like a bottleneck or a triangle really and everybody that's charged is at the bottom of that triangle and everybody that pleads out is at the next level of the triangle and when you get to the top of the triangles actually people that reach it to trial and it's something Mm -hmm. like one to five percent that actually make it to trial the rest of these are pled out and so when you know the the prosecutor wants to go Hey, let's plead it. And pleading it is not always your best option. No. You don't ever want to plead something until you talk to an attorney. No. no. Well, you don't want to do anything without talking to an attorney, in my opinion. And, I, and I'm not an attorney, and I don't, I'm not necessarily friends with a lot of attorneys, but I do know enough about the legal system to know that if you're going to court, you better have a, an attorney. If you don't, you're making a big mistake. Well, Correct. The, the system is set up to strong arm and railroad people. And so you don't want to walk in there and not know how to navigate the system. So places like U.S. Law Shield that are going to represent you, help you help you be represented if you get in trouble with your gun, that there needs to be well, more the, people with doing off, this. <laughs> first off, if you look in court, the judge is an attorney. 
the solicitor's attorney. Everybody in there is an attorney, and you're going to walk in without an attorney, so you're saying, I'm not going to support your fraternity? Come on, give me a break. The best thing for you to do is get a good attorney mm-hmm. and go in and let them them help you. And all because the, the otherwise, you're in trouble. And, and you know, that's why we've, been, we, yeah. we've really been, been blessed at the U.S. Law Shield because we've got former prosecutors that are our attorneys on staff. We have... Uh, a federal prosecutor, former FBI agent attorney that's on our staff. On our staff in Houston, we have a former judge and prosecutor. So we've got a nice pool. And, and, and one thing, when because Jerry mentioned the multi-state, if you go to Tennessee and you're going to trial in Tennessee, we've got a great attorney in Tennessee, but the home office is always third chair, as they call it in the, in the legal system. He's got the entire staff of lawyers to work with to help and our guys in houston are always looking nationwide at all the different cases in court and laws so there's you got more than one attorney working for you and with a whole legal team backing you up where could you go wrong it's more than a normal person could afford if they mortgaged their house and sold everything they owned they still may not be able to afford the defense they can get exactly right exactly right I urge listeners, if you carry a firearm daily or if you carry it once in a while, go and check out U.S. Law Shield. The most important thing you can protect is your freedom. Um, In order to join U.S. Law Shield, you can find their website, a link to it on GCO's website, right, Jerry? Yes, correct. Along with, you can go to um, U.S. Law Shield's website to join as well. USLawShield.com. USLawShield.com. USLawShield.com, and you can find out all of And that'll tell you a whole lot about, that'll tell you all about the organization, tell you who some of the members are, who the people are that you're dealing with, et cetera, and what their backgrounds are. It's it's a lot like Georgia Carey in that we tell you who you're dealing with, et cetera, and you can look them up and see. And you can also see them at this year's convention, which will take place in August August, August August 14th and 15th, I believe, or 15th and 16th They'll that, have that US weekend. Law Shield there doing the U.S. Law Shield will be there giving one of the, uh, the talks that we have during the day. Okay, so we'll be back after this commercial break to cover membership at GCO and the good, the bad, and the ugly. Stay tuned after these words from our sponsors. Now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio with Doug and Jesse King. We're back, and we have really enjoyed having David on from U.S. Law Shield. It's been a very informational um, segment here with you guys. And, and Jerry Henry, it's always a good discussion with you. Oh, yes, of course. And we've got uh, GeorgiaCarry.org. We're, what, about 8,000 members strong now? Something like that, about 8,500. And you can join GeorgiaCarry.org if you're not already a member simply by going to their website and signing up. You can also find us at any of the area gun shows and festivals. We set up tables and do memberships and also inform people about their gun rights. That's correct. Um, you can also find GeorgiaCarry.org on Facebook along with the chapters, the local chapters right. in your area, simply by doing a search for GeorgiaCarry.org. Have, they pop up. We have four uh, We have four local chapters now. We have Valdosta. We have uh, South, I believe it's called South Georgia. It's around Macon, over in Dublin, actually. And then we have uh, South Metro down in Fayetteville. And then we have North Georgia in Cobb. Is it North yeah, Atlanta? It's Cobb. North Cobb. Uh, that does uh, they were uh, well actually Valdosta was the first Cobb County was the second and then 
uh, Fayetteville and the other. But we're encouraging people to step forward and, and make chapters everywhere that we can because it allows people to get together and meet and have good discussions and makes you feel more like you belong to something instead of just listening to or reading an email or listening to somebody on the radio and, and going, I know that guy when he's on TV. So it, we're encouraging people to do that. And you can join up there. Normally we try to have some of the uh, goodies there like the the mugs, the tumblers, the GCO hats. tumblers, the GCO hats, etc., to try to get people to come in and, and buy those as and well. And you can join at any of these meetings. These chapter meetings are open to the public. That's correct. You don't have to be a member to come. And it's usually some good company, some good food. Good company, good food. Normally have a, a decent speaker at least. And, and it, you uh, know, everybody always complains about how our gun organizations never get together and shoot, but GCO proves them wrong. Yep, we do we get do together that. and shoot. We do that. And uh, uh like I said, you can go to the website, click on it. We also have a life membership. We now have uh, 203 life members, which is 103 more members than the original board of directors ever thought we would get. So <laughs> we're uh, – and as a matter of fact, there were some of them that, that said when we, when they announced the life membership, like, who would want to be a life member of Georgia Carey? Well, there's – 203 of us that and three of them are sitting in this room but, uh, <laughs> that life membership is what five hundred dollars five hundred dollars and there's a uh, payout there's a provision for you to pay out uh, two hundred dollars down a hundred dollars a quarter till it's paid for and so it was, wasn't it you that said you quit drinking mountain dew temporarily to pay actually it was membership? diet coke but yes coke, yeah. well yeah because if you look at that people say i can't afford that it's a dollar and i believe it's a dollar fifty seven cents a day Dollar fifty six, a dollar fifty seven a day. If you do the Kinda math, one convenience store and, soda I, and you got yeah, it. Well, that's what I said. I, when somebody told that, Mike Lancaster told me that, and I said, "You got to be kidding me!" And I looked and I said, "That's right." And at the time, I was paying a dollar fifty seven for a uh, one liter Coke that I drank several of a day, and uh, so I said, "Geez, that's just one Diet Coke a day." So I cut out one Diet Coke a day, and I also uh, don't spend any change. At the end of the day, I come in and throw all my change in the pocket. And within uh, within five months, I had bought a new pistol and my five, my life membership just by doing that. So it's really pockets, <laughs> it's really well, it's really easy to do it if you if yeah. you just do. It. Well, every once in a while, I throw in another dollar bill or two, you know, yeah. just for the heck of it. But uh, it's amazing how quickly you can become a life member if you really want to. You know, the question is whether you're dedicated enough to do it. Wow. And then there are people that say, well, I'm 60 years old, and that would mean you know, $20 a year. That would be 25 years before I could, I'd get my money back. Well, I'm 70, so it's going to be longer than that before I get mine back. But it's not about how old you are or what you're going to get back out of it. It's how much you believe in the cause and what you're willing to do to help the cause. Well, it's like our our sponsors, whether you donate a little or a lot, they they may or may not get anything back out of that That's money they, they donate. It's because they believe in the cause and they want GeorgiaCarry.org to keep fighting for people's rights. Well, actually, most of our most of our sponsors have made money back because well, sure. <laughs> when they're selling firearms and we're changing the laws, it makes it a whole lot easier for them to sell a whole lot more firearms. Yep. So they they get it back from that standpoint. So, but yes, you can join Georgia Care. You can also uh, click on to uh, our diamond level sponsor, uh, U.S. Law Shield. You can click on them and look for them, etc. We got we got most of what anybody needs 
in Georgia on our website. Then we're going to go into the good, bad, and ugly. And we've got about five minutes to okay. go over the good, bad, and ugly. So the good this week comes from Texas. Comes That's from your home Texas. state, ain't it, Jerry? That is. You and betcha. apparently Texas has passed. We'll let David talk about you that You want to talk one. about that, David? Yeah, they now have passed the open carry and the campus carry after uh, years, actually, of fighting. I went down to the wire on Sunday night. Um, open carry won't be effective until the 1st of January of 16. Campus carry is going to be uh, effective August of 16 in some colleges and August of 17 in others. Uh, some of the colleges have different laws that they, you know, internally. But it was a hard fight. There were a lot of out-of-state liberals that tried to stop it. Uh, but it's, it's finally happened. And in Texas, to open carry, you still have to be... Uh, uh, have a license to carry. Like you do in Georgia. So just like you do in Georgia, yeah. same thing. But thanks to people that believe in the Second Amendment, correct. standing up for people's rights. That's correct. The good guys will prevail in bad situations. That's correct. That's what it took. Now, as for the bad, that comes from Carroll County this week. I believe it does. We had an officer involved shooting. Officer with a, involved shooting. Someone called and said there was a man hanging around an ATM and had a gun. Now, uh, he, 911, of course, dispatched an officer. He uh, ran into him uh, a few blocks down the street or so and it's kind of the only thing that's kind of funny about this one to me is that somebody reported they saw a guy with a gun when the officer came up he had to ask him where the gun was or if he had a gun and if he hadn't said anything maybe nothing would have happened but at any rate when the officer approached him he did everything uh, correctly and he asked him um, if he if he had a firearms license now, in Georgia, they can't detain you for that, but he had probable cause for other reasons. So he asked him if he had a firearms license, and he said no. And he indicated that he had been in the military, which gave him the right to do that. Well, that's not the case because you have to be in the military to it's begin active with. active duty. That's correct. And plus, the fact, that, right? and plus the fact that he admitted to having a couple of felonies. So the policeman called for backup, and the guy got a little bit upset, and the guy was going to draw his gun out. And uh, the policeman told him, do not pull the gun out. And he said, if you pull out your gun, I'll shoot you. And he did. So it was, a, it was a, something that happened really quick. It should not have happened. Whether the guy was, you know, I don't, nobody knows what was happening. But it was still a sad situation. It was an ugly situation. But it, once again, it happened. It involved a guy who was prohibited from owning a firearm so once again we have an example of how criminals are not going to obey the law no matter what laws you pass that's correct so the good guys prevailed in this situation where of course the criminal can't hurt anybody with his firearm unfortunately he had to trade his life for our safety because he was not doing what he was supposed to do well if he had just followed the instructions of the officer he would have been okay too he just didn't want to be arrested again well, and so, he, he made the mistake of being a felon and carrying a gun. We all know that I understand that. not acceptable. I understand that, but ha- he would not have been shot over that if he had cooperated with the police. I agree. So, like I said, it was ugly. It shouldn't have happened, but it did. And, again, my point being is that the guy was prohibited from owning a firearm. So we're coming down to the ugly, and the ugly is not a picture of me on my 21st birthday. Well, you looked at David when you said ugly. So I, <laughs> oh, David, oh, I didn't mean that like that. That's all right. I, so, I'm used to it, you know. The ugly comes from our administration this That's week, and it involves more regulations. For yes, there are, there's a, a lot of talk going around that uh, 
the Obama administration, if you remember after Sandy Hook, he signed 23 executive orders that was going to protect all of us from gun violence. We know that's not going to happen, but that's what he did. Now they have come back, apparently, the ATF and several other uh, organizations, the Department of Justice, et cetera, have created regulations to match his executive orders, and we will be hit, apparently, before long with more regulations from the ATF when we go to buy a gun, et cetera, and, and so forth, which is kind of ugly. So my question is, what part of shall not be infringed these fools not understand? I mean, that should be pretty I cut I think all of it. I yeah. think all of it. And it just seems like they, they put more and more. Well, these regulations they're putting in, they don't affect the criminals that they think That's they're protecting correct. us from. Never they, going per- to. they stop your everyday citizen that's a law-abiding citizen from protecting themselves from those criminals. You're exactly right. So They disarmed a good guy, armed a bad guy, because he doesn't care to begin with. Seems to me like the ATF needs to really do some research about who's committing the crimes and realize that it's not the law-abiding citizens. It's doing. Well, it would be nice if they did that, but... So That's we're probably com- not going to happen. We're coming up on the end of our hour, and it's been great having you guys in studio with me today. I enjoyed Sorry it. Sorry Doug couldn't be here. He's been doing a trial this week. But he'll be back with me next week, same time, same station. And for this week, thanks for listening to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio. This has been GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Doug and Jesse King. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. Tune in each week for valuable information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, Saturday mornings at 8, right here on News Talk 1160, the talk of the town.